Welcome to episode 339 of the Overlook Hour. I'm your host, Quark Little. Along with me, as always, is the man sitting across the table from me. The hair is down and the hat is on. It's Russell John, Fisherman. Uh, that was my name in the chat. I forgot to tell you that. What? When we did the live stream. Russell John, Fisherman? Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah! But you just weren't there to see it. I did it for you. Why do you, Why do you continue to pour salt <laughs> in these ones? Hi, everybody! I missed you uh, this week. I will have a lot of energy. I have a lot of notes, and I haven't thought about the films much. I just finished watching one. It's going to be a hell of a ride. Also joining us <laughs> is uh, fresh off her twenty first birthday. It's Oksana Valerinova Osaki. <laughs> yeah, I'll stick with that. Hi, Oksana. <laughs> how are you? I'm okay. Uh, my energy level is not quite at Russell's level, but it doesn't matter. All right. Okay. Thanks so much. <laughs> and from Atlanta, Georgia, you heard him last week. He bought a house. Let's get a little update on that because we're gonna get a different. Uh, we're gonna get a different Randy. We're not gonna see. Are you? I mean, we're gonna get. Yeah, you know, we're gonna get a different location. Randy, I don't know what the internet connection is in Decatur, Georgia. I don't know what we're walking into here. I think they have a high-speed connection. I'm sure you've already <laughs> looked into it. I haven't, actually, but uh, yeah, I'm just waiting until uh, I think the 27th is when it closes. So, But I have a trip back home. Well, not back home. I have a trip to L.A. and then Boise, like right after it closes. So I probably won't be moving in until like mid-June. You're going to Los Angeles? Yeah, for a wedding. I'm Gross. not a big wedding guy either, but it'll be fun. Let me ask you this. Are you, you got a suit? Uh, I have to get something before I go there, probably. Are you, <laughs> are you, are you in the wedding or are you, are you just no, a... No, just a spectator. Okay. So you got to buy the suit. Do you have yeah, a suit? Yeah, I'll probably buy a nice shirt or something. And yeah, uh, Randy, I have a suit at a home. Suit. In California, I have a suit. Are you going to wear that suit? Or are you going to treat yourself to a new suit? New house, new suit, new Randy. I mean, yeah, I'm not going back to Pleasanton before I go to L.A., so uh, I will have to buy a new suit. Russell, when was the last time you wore a suit? Uh, never. Never? I don't think I have. Never? Oh, I think I did to my junior prom. That's not a suit. That's more than likely a tuxedo. If you, wore, if you wore a yeah, suit no. to the prom, that's uh, weird. Like you mentioned, the hair's down, the hat's on. What do you think? <laughs> How many times have I'm I saying, worn a suit? I think, I think we'll get you a nice suit. Where, where am I going in a suit? <laughs> Let me tell you something. We're only going up. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay? And the fish don't fry in the, ch in the kitchen. Who am I? A fucking Grady Hendrix? Being? I'm going to show up to every interview in a suit? Grady Hendrix? Yeah, he's an author. I understand. I know who he is, <laughs> but I didn't know that he shows up to everything yeah. in a suit. Was yes. he Paul F. Tompkins? See, that's a better reference. For nice. Me. He's committed. Something you never would know. He always he always suits it up. Yeah, I, all the time. I appreciate that. On uh, like like if we were to video chat him on this show, he would show up in a suit. What is he, Jordan Peterson? I don't know. I just assume he always wears okay. suits. God, <laughs> no, Jordan Peele, dude. Hell yeah. I love how you choose the horror guy. I choose the actor, and then Randy choose. I choose the comedian, and uh, Randy chooses the hood. The because he's in the clan. <laughs> the enemy of the left, Jordan Peterson. <laughs> Good job, Randy. Thanks, Randy. <laughs> Randy, you fuck with JP, dude. I do not know. 
If he did, he wouldn't say it right no, here. Randy, Randy's doing that all carnivore diet like JP. Randy's scared to talk about listening to Tim Dillon. He's not going to talk about JP. No, I listened to Timmy D. He's fine. Yeah. How long did it take, though? Remember, It when, took a little while. Yeah. <laughs> he was anti-TD, and then he listened. He's like, all right, I like it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you got to be in the mood for uh, an hour's worth of just ranting in a very Yet you've been animated doing this show for five years. Area, you know? That is true. <laughs> yeah. Give him time. He's good at ranting. You know, sometimes I'll, I'll listen to some Tim Dillon rants, and sometimes I'll listen to some uh, Fresh Air with Terry Gross, you know? You need to mix it up. <laughs> I haven't done Fresh Air in a very long time. It's you not know, bad. For a, show named Steph, for, for a show named Fresh Air, it's pretty stuffy. <laughs> I almost say. Stale, even. Stale Ooh. air? Yeah, okay. stale air. That's something we say. <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm excited. This week, I'm looking at all the films we're talking about. We have a lot of horror here. Uh, if you're reading the description, don't worry. I, cov- I watched The Sadness, so no spoilers there. I almost but, watched um, it this morning. I think uh, Doctor Strange, we should do that at the end so we could just like you talk quote? about everything. Yeah, why not? I'll just warn Are we going to spurl it? I, yeah, we're going to spoil Doctor Strange. By the way, are we going to talk about the thing that we watched on her birthday? Uh, what did we watch? Pro 4. Oh, yeah, we get to, God damn We it. watched a lot like of a stuff. I'm so used to watching a movie, like, randomly before well, see, we see, that's the thing. Ladies and gentlemen, last week, you know, we, we limped here to the finish line. Today, we got a whole lot of goodies. Yeah, dude. Uh, how did I forget about the Crow 4? I, I, you know what? I looked into your eyes and I'm like, this is a man who did not remember we watched. I the Crow rallied 4. for that movie all fucking week. You did not shut up about and it. Then I, and then I, you were yeah. so excited. One would say that you were maybe in the territory of overselling it. Oh, d- I thought including I was. Including yourself? Yeah, yeah. But I assure you, you delivered. I know. I had a great time. Yeah, it was good. Um, fuck. Wish yeah. Randy was there. Yeah, I know. Too bad he moved and bought a house and has a better life. Now. Randy, I think that that, <laughs> that would have been the only way for you to enjoy the crow for, I think. Oh, for sure. And I've never seen a single crow. Nor have it doesn't I. matter. <laughs> I assure you, it does not matter. Uh, the humor would have it, it would have landed. Don't worry. Especially when we get to Act Three. Fuck, we got a lot to talk about today. And you know, last week uh, we didn't do an episode because honestly, I didn't want to. <laughs> yeah, I've been tired, and Clark has been yelling at me to stop doing shit. So I was like, you know, fine. Because I worry about your health. You know, I I burn spent- the candle at two ends. Now, you know, this is the first week You're we haven't been... all over the floor. <laughs> we have, I look like a melted You're gonna die. shirt. Um, the thing is, this is the first week we haven't been like scrambling, trying to do uh, any film fest related crap. So, you know what I did all week while trying to relax? Baited. I came up with a new project to do every day. And I was like, <laughs> oh, that's a great idea. We could do this new podcast. You we are... could do that movie. I've been reading scripts. Dude, I can't. <sighs> I can't. I want to just keep doing stuff. Oksana, control him, please. Hey, she's guilty too, <laughs> right? I mean, not as guilty. Oh, though. yeah, that's true. But she stays busy. I don't know. I can't be idle. Today I woke up and started throwing away clothes. Idle like, time is the devil's workshop. Idle hands. 666, baby. Lead to the genitals. That's the better quote. Great no, film, too. I believe no, it's, it's not. It's Aquatine. Hunger Force. I jerk off when I'm doing eight <laughs> other things. <laughs> oh, my God. You are the king. You know, I'm I'm glad that the illusion of multitasking has been officially like everybody agrees it's just not a thing. Like I heard the uh, term task switching 
which is what you should actually call it. Yeah. Because you're doing like eight things poorly, which explains your uh, <laughs> masturbation record. My masturbation record. Like, oh, and how did you know the name of my first novel? <laughs> Dude, because I read it. That's some Philip Roth shit right there. All right. That's a good joke for maybe one per. If Nick is listening, they're laughing. Thank you. Um, yeah, I don't know. Is there anything else we need to cover before this? Birthday weekend was insane. It was very long. Uh, on my birthday at the end of the stream, did we recorded after that, right? I think I failed to mention I fell asleep on the table, which, you know, I, while trying to get back into posting on social media, I noticed somebody took a picture of me with my phone while I was asleep on the table. Oh, does it sound like someone I know? I'm looking at you. Exactly. Okay. Okay. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. I, it's weird when you see, it's like, wait a minute. I couldn't have taken that picture. You do stalkery shit all the time. Like what? Take pictures of motherfuckers. You mean time. like leave love, love letters under your door? No, that's one thing. Watch you from a distance. <laughs> to have the paparazzi uh, butterfly, <laughs> butterflies in my stomach. I forgot okay. I took that picture. <laughs> yeah, I could feel how mean it. I almost posted it. I always find the worst pictures of myself on my phone when I fall asleep. Yeah, but you're things. taking them. That's not my fault. <laughs> All right. Are we ready? Um, You know what? I totally forgot to get the bingo cards made. When David landed, he was excited about it, but I'm just going to say now, my new favorite David Lynch thing is when he yells treats, so that's going to be my bet. Treats is good. Uh, we have any uh, political bets? Uh, what, coffee? What is today? Today's Saturday, so it will be different. The train, the work train's just showing up. Mm -hmm. There's going to be treats. Okay, I'm hoping there's treats. The, as we all know, the war is over. <laughs> so... <laughs> Okay, so no more political. Peace nope. is here. Okay, no. We have peace. No uh, politic. No. Um, okay, treats. Randy, you got any? Because I've had too much of it today, I'm going to say coffee. Okay. I mean, how much is too much? Uh, like two cups this morning and then an iced coffee when I was coming yeah, home confirmed. on my walk. Confirmed. That's wow. too much. What are you doing? Are you trying to bore a hole in your stomach? No, I ate food. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not doing black coffee on an empty stomach. That'll that'll mess you up. I oh, do that. Every, I do that every day. I can't. How many How many shits have you taken today? Uh, like three. How many shits Bad have boy. you given today? None. Okay, good. Oksana, did you have a prediction? That's right. That top button is not buttoned today, <laughs> so this is loose, Randy. Hell yeah. Pred take a risk, please. We're, I feel like we're all playing it safe right now. Uh, epoxy and cake. I'm gonna stick the cakes. He's gonna oh, bring them up. Oh, going epoxy oh. and okay. You're sticking with. You're doubling down on this cake bullshit. Yep. What a hill to die on, <laughs> <laughs> dude. We just came out of fucking Cake Town. It's been a damn Cake Town. Talk about an internet video. Oh boy. Do you guys remember that? No. It was a dumb um 300 spoof where what? he said this is Cake Town and kicked the dude into a. The, was it Cake Boss? I'm just, no. <laughs> cake Boss. All right. Paul, let's talk. Hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna call him in. You sure you're done? Let's do it. No other predictions. Nope. You know, I feel like we should intro the man. A while back, I used to pull up his IMDb and just read random titles. That you was want, good. Can, you want to give him an intro? Sure. David Lynch. Okay. <laughs> good morning. It's May 14, 2022, and it's a Saturday. Today is day one of the weekend projects. Here we go. Mm -hmm. And I got a message. Oh, shit. <laughs> from the railroad crew, from the engineers all the way to the 
staff that keep the train running every week. And they quit. And they got together and proclaimed. Oh, no. What a great group you all are <laughs> who ride the train each week. Sweet. And they wanted you all to know how happy they are to ride along with you. I told you the war's over. All right. Everyone. Okay. Have a great day. Dude, what Whoa. a cop out. Dude. Okay. Whoa, dude. He is he is cutting corners, <laughs> but he's doing it in the nicest way possible. He just came in with a compliment and bail. He did not say cop. Dude, you know airline flights, the, the tickets are up 40% right now. Are so they? to fly him out yeah, for sucks. less than a minute, I think he just ripped us off. Oh, damn. I had to buy an airplane ticket. Where are you going now? I got to go to Phoenix in like two, three weeks. Dude, they're having another Q-a-thon? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or is it a QVC convention? How are... Come on. What? It was good. <laughs> Clark, I liked it. I say okay, good. Are you really looking up tickets right now? Well, now you got me freaking out. Okay, How I mean, we're just gonna pay for it anyways, right? So, well, yeah, but I gotta put the money down first. You know what I mean? Yeah, All true. Right. Well, hold on, let me look at what are we doing today? I, how you know about airline tickets right now? Because I stay. You know, I'm a uh, professional comedian now that we're making a ton of money off of this comedy show we do, and I have to stay current with the news. Right? You taught me that. I just tried. <laughs> so a one-way from them. Boise to Atlanta cost me $500. A one-way? Yes, sir. You're not coming back? Okay. No, that's for the trip back. You're like, the only thing I'm packing is a noose. Dude, Phoenix is going to cost me $400. That's crazy. Yeah, that's nuts. <laughs> Okay. You know what? Wait, I don't even know why I'm stressing out. It's actually my turn because uh, this week I received an email. It's not a female bag, though. It's a... The TBR Report! Brought to you by POVHard.com <laughs> I like that voice more. Also, you know, we didn't give a shout-out to Creepy Clark, who uh, we hired. He came back, we made amends, and he did all the intros during uh, a five virtual. I've read some uh, reviews. Uh-huh. All were positive towards Creepy. I know. They enjoyed him. You know, I, I feel bad. I thought Creepy came in. He had with a bunch of poems. And I'm like, you lazy little bitch. Like, this is what you're going to do. People How loved it. Lazy? <laughs> How was that lazy? And I'm like, dude, all you, you came with poetry. He's like, I don't want to act. He didn't want to move around. He constructed a poem for each individual film. <laughs> he didn't overstay his welcome. In, dude, he I did a good job. I don't know why you're defending him. In one of these, he just laid on the floor. He wasn't even moving his mouth. Well, I'm he like, was in a basket. I'm like, and dude. he was scared, and it was dark, and he was cold. I'm like, consider the verisimilitude, dude. That may be my favorite shot we did. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm still. Again, thank you for uh, speaking for creepy during that. While he refused to move his mouth. That's true. I did like that one though. We had the directional lighting. Yeah, it was very um. Which uh, I haven't seen any of them still. It was very uh, Blackwell Ghost. Well, we could watch them. We have them. Actually, maybe we should share that. So, well, it was Blackwell Ghost. Here's the thing. I'm going to pitch this right now, and it's not going to happen unless somebody emails and says they're interested about it. But uh, I did a oh, God, I don't know why this is in the TBR, but I had hit up Randy about uh, Discord, and I was like, uh, should we make a channel? And I'm thinking we might be able to do 
live streams on Discord, right, Randy? You can show video in a group setting there. I think technically, yeah. Yeah, so I'm like, you know, all this weird shit we get, like, we have so many filmmakers on here who, you know, like Isaac, who did people watching, which you can't really, like, program in a theater. I mean, we could, but it would be weird. I'm like, dude, why don't we just do some live video stuff, and we could maybe even book it with them, and we could just have people join our Discord. So again, I mean, I'm totally dropping this in the middle of the fucking TBR segment, but uh, it's something we should think about. And if if you listening right now would be interested, email us and let us know, because otherwise it's like we blindly do shit. And it's like, I don't know. Um, anyway, Thomas Burke has uh, submerged. He's, he got a one way flight also like uh, our boy Randy ordered from Barbados. And he's back in the States now. And uh, he wrote us yesterday. Now, uh, I'm going to read from the email, but I'm going to tell you, I disagree with the first statement right off the bat. I'm just going to go through this. Thomas writes, after a couple of flops these past weeks, I feel compelled to come at you guys with a kicker this time, which happens to be Isaac Rodriguez's latest found footage feature, A Town Full of Ghosts. A couple moves into a forgotten ghost town with big plans to restore it, but soon discovers that the town has an evil secret. I was fortunate enough to be brought on as an editor for this film, and I even get killed off somewhere in the movie, too. I just have nothing but good things to say about this whole experience. I'm so glad I got to work on the film, and I'm really excited to get the word out there. Kudos to Isaac for always crushing spooky stories, and cheers to hopefully working with many more together in the future. Thanks for checking this out. Love y'all. Now, What a sweet boy. uh, He did include a screener, and uh, he signs off all the best, Thomas Burke. Sent from his iPhone. I don't know if he actually wrote that or if his phone just included that. Tommy. But um, wow, Tom. So uh, you disappear. You go on a long adventure. You come back talking shit about our segment that we worked so hard on. Now, I think he's saying he has recommended flops because fucking Zombie King, who had an email that got lost in the female bag, and we pulled out, what, like a hundred episodes later. <laughs> Had written that he didn't like one episode, one like recommendation. And again, the TBR report, I wouldn't even call this a recommendation segment. It's more of an uh, I'm analyzing movies that Tom brings me. Mm-hmm. And so, Tom, you're doing great, dude. Don't listen to fucking Zombie King. We don't. That's why we ignored his email for a year. <laughs> this is a man who sent us a picture of his balls. Yes, his balls, dude. <laughs> and we thank him for it. And um, if you would like to send a picture of your <laughs> testicles, please send that to. Overlook Clark's email theaterpodcast.com. <laughs> no, overlook hour at Gmail. I mean, fuck it, do it. Um, I'll forward it to Clark. <laughs> I'll just change the subject to like triple X and I'll put it on our Reddit page. There we are. Oh, Discord. Discord. Oh, we can have a whole like sub chat. Is Discord Reddit? Is it the same thing or is no. it different? Reddit's just a like traditional forum, Discord is like a I don't, don't ask me. Randy, help us out. You're the IT guy. It's like Slack. Oh, Ugh, gross. Is what? it really? Why do we want that? It's not. Why do we want a Slack I mean, for this show? You have channels and you have uh, people that are invited to a server in which you can all chat with. And yeah, you could put like, you know, make channels for different subjects and things. So I don't know. It, it looks and feels very much like Slack, but less, you know, less businessy. Well, let me tell you why I'm wrong. I hate it. Having never used Slack in my life. Uh, don't believe Randy. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Slack's <laughs> better than Gchat, which we... Hey, can we use hey. Slack instead of Gchat now? Gchat is Slack costs money. Oh, no, there we go. This just in, we cannot. I know, but like... 
I could finagle that through my work, but <laughs> oh, don't ask me. Anyway, a town full of ghosts, Isaac Rodriguez, who, uh, if you're a listener of this show or even the TBR report, you should know I um, gushed and programmed Deadware uh, at um, Unnamed Footage Festival 5. On our virtual event, we did Last Radio Call, both written and directed by Isaac. Also, we had Isaac on the show. I believe um, when I covered Deadware, I was calling him Isaac. Which uh, I will just, never, <laughs> I will never live down. You're the, you're the only one that keeps bringing it up. I know. I don't bring it up because I'm sad for you. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> we'll play the little violin. <laughs> um, also, when Isaac was on here, we talked about the big booty dinosaur movie Jurassic Tale. Big booty, which apparently got picked up by Lionsgate. Whoa! And there's a trailer. Did did I show you the trailer? No. See, this is the kind of stuff we should put in our Discord. Love it. Again, write us if you're interested in that. Again, overlook our at gmail.com um forward slash send your balls so uh, yeah tom shared with me the new collaboration they did together a town full of ghosts i was tempted to try and do a hybrid segment where i mixed in um my noir western bit with this Mm -hmm. because we're in a ghost town in texas for a town full of ghosts and i took notes on this but our uh programmer for Uff and a longtime listener, um, Sam came over last night and we watched it and we were just talking about it. And it's interesting. I'll tell you right now, if you're one of the people that like to go on Amazon Prime and look around for a random movie, Town Full of Ghosts is perfect. You'll jump in there. Uh, no expectations. You watch it. There's a very interesting location. I'm not sure... W- I don't know if that town is real or not. I was trying to pry like at 2 a.m. last night with Tom and I scared him off because I was super curious what the budget for this movie was. If this is a no budget movie, uh, incredible. It's beautiful. But anyway, the location. Uh, but if they did have a budget, what a piece of shit. No, because, is that what you're saying? No, it's just I like to think that this is like a micro budget film because it's inspiring if you can do that with no money. There is a lot of equipment. There's a drone that gets used. Uh, there's some practical effects, but you know, much like um, Hell House LLC, there's not a lot of like need for like in camera effects. So I don't. There's a thing in a town full of ghosts. People die, but a lot of it's off camera. And we've been kind of like talking a lot about slashers lately. Like I had finished uh, Final Girl Support Group, so it's like fresh on my mind. And the need for like, um, Speed. like the, the tableau oh, man. or, uh, sorry, Randy, I talked over you there. That was good. Um, <laughs> or just watching a creative kill isn't like a must for found footage films. And I don't know, this movie made me think about it. Uh, you know, I'll start off with my critique of this film, which I don't think I've ever said about any movie. I wish it was longer. <sighs> We're in the middle of a goat now. Now, how long is the film? An hour. That's perfect. What are you talking about? You know, that's what I was saying, too. Don't overstay your welcome. Here's the thing. Don't marvel it up. The movie, the location is terrifying. Like, authentically. Mm -hmm. And I'm making an argument for more time there. Like, we we hang out there. We have four characters. Uh, We have my boy from Deadware, who I love. Um, Ollie. Go ahead. A. (laughs) <laughs> Ollie A. Yeah, I'm not gonna attempt that last name Ollie, either. Ollie Oxenfree. Now he um who d- who does he remind me of? John Krasinski. He I don't know why. From I just, Doctor Strange? Oh my god. Randy, <laughs> can you 
I don't know what to do with you. Uh, we told do, y'all we're going to do spoil Doctor Strange. Do not infest my TBR report with your spoilers of films we're going to talk about later. Anyway, yes, from uh, Doctor Strange. And um, I, man, I don't know. Isaac's building this cool little cast. And we hang out with them. Okay, first, I got to mention the lead in this movie, Mark. He, uh, he's playing like a terrible vlogger who has purchased a full ghost town. And um, what does that mean? Uh, which part? He purchased a ghost town. I mean, uh, here's a, a full ghost town. All so the full of ghosts are full of the town. The film is called a town full of ghosts, okay. but it is a ghost town in the way of like, it was a boom town that was completely abandoned. So when you go there, there's nobody living there, but they're still building Boomtown rent. I have so many goddamn questions about this town. It is like fully furnished. Like it looks like it was picked up and abandoned, but there's so much valuable shit in there, like a grandfather clock. And you're like, did Isaac bring this in? This is why I want to know the budget. Where did they shoot this? In a ghost town in Texas. In Texas. Okay. And I remember, um, I can't remember if it was Tom or Isaac was telling me that it's like four hours to get out there. Like it's very like isolated. And in the movie, there's an investor that shows up in the town and he complains like, how the fuck are we supposed to make money out here? It took me four hours to drive out here, which I feel like is a very valid point. But there's so much shit. Also, there's a beautiful, there's, ah, when you, think of, when you think about making found footage movies, and I get asked this a lot, I think one of the things that's most overlooked is the um, theater, the negotiation with the audience. And I think a found footage audience, we're voyeurs. I, I talk about this all the time. But there's, we want to see something that we can't anywhere else, right? Like either it's like, um, like uh, I don't know, a lewd relationship. If it's a peeping Tom, if somebody's like VHS, we're doing terrible things that we would never do, but we secretly want to watch other people do it. Or if it's a cool location, like in base, like I'm never going to get in a squirrel suit and jump over the Rio Grande and uh, not the Rio Grande of a Rio de Janeiro. <laughs> Rio <Grande>. And <laughs> I wouldn't do that either. Well, look, they <laughs> this uh, Texas ghost town could be close to the Rio Grande. Oh, my true. That's a good point. And um. In this film, we're in a ghost town, you know, very isolated, that features a, now, you know, in, um, in most backyards in suburbia, how you have those, like, wrestling, uh, privacy fences sure. that are wood, they're kind of shitty. Now, imagine if you- Like in, David Lynch. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or like uh, Tim the Toolman Taylor and his lovable neighbor. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so imagine that fence, right, in the middle of a uh, ghost town. But it's not just a little like fence to like block off a backyard. It's a full born like maze. There's like a weird maze in the middle of this town. Like Kubrick. Like, uh, you know, did Isaac post that? He did, yeah. Okay, if you go on his Instagram, he put pictures of it up. And I didn't realize that till after we had watched the film. My God, man, this movie needs like another 20 minutes. And I, I feel very weird saying that. But I feel like. I wanted to explore that damn maze, and we didn't get enough time in there. It's what did you think? You look at me like I'm crazy. No, I agree, dude. It's such a cool location. They do interesting world building, like um, when we go to the uh, building that our uh, protagonists are sleeping in, uh, we see a single like little cot, like you're at a hotel, and they roll it in there. Very uncomfortable. It's you identify with it immediately. 
And then there's a sleeping bag on the floor. And he's like, here's where we're staying while we renovate it. And he's and his uh, girlfriend at the time is like, well, I've killed five black widows in here today. I'm not thrilled. And having hung out in a uh, below ground place where we used to play darts and like pool, um, they had plenty of black widows in the rotting wood there. And it it creates a unsafe environment in the mind. And now having been around a bunch of black widows, they've never done anything to me. I mostly sought them out and did terrible things to them. But uh, what, what are you laughing about? You just keep saying black widows and I just want to make like a <laughs> joke. Go ahead. I'm not. Why I was not? thinking it too. It's already don't, passed. Don't censor yourself. I just wanted to keep that for me. Okay. Well, also, is there thing. any maze near this maze? Oh my God. No. Only Corn? Uh, Billy. Yeah. Oh, Billy. <laughs> so here's the thing. I'm not sure when a town full of ghosts is going to come out, but uh, man. June also, 17th. yeah. Sick invite. Thanks. Also, did you say Sam was here? Yeah, last night. What the fuck? He came way past your bedtime. It what must have been like 10, 15. Fuck? Yeah. It's hurtful. We were hanging out talking about uh, the different waves of black metal and... um. Wait, 10 o'clock? I, I think I fell asleep around 10. Yeah. No, he, I, honestly, I think he was here till like 1 in the morning, but it was he got here late. Also, I was in the kitchen. I think someone was knocking at the door, but I didn't bother to answer the door. because That was Sam. Why don't you, ring the doorbell, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> there are some people not to, because we're like, we're I down know, here. Because you're asleep, so we tell them not to ring the doorbell. That's fair. Um, I was in the kitchen, but so, I feel like answering the door. It's fine. <laughs> this is what I live with, for all you listening. He, I was like, I think Clark just walked upstairs. Yeah. I had my headphones on. I was like, <laughs> I, I, have, I have an excuse here. I have an alibi. So here's the thing. With um, Thomas Burke, uh, Robbie Banfinch, uh, Isaac Rodriguez, like all these young kids who are doing like what I call the new wave of found footage, they are really, they're really leading with that. The editor is the auteur theory that I'm like crafting over here for found footage. And man, this movie has so much mixed media in it when it doesn't feel like appropriate totally. Now this is just for our audience. When there's a moment in the film where they discover like, this is a full town, this ghost town. And they even have an old timey theater there and they find a projector and an eight millimeter film. Now, when they play the film, it like to, to strengthen my editor is the auteur theory. When you watch what they play on that film, I don't think anything screams more Thomas Burke than the video that shows up. Now, I'm not going to spoil what the video is, but it feels like it was narrated by uh, our boy in Saw. And, I, and Clark, you would like it. You know what? I'll send you a link to this movie so you can check it out. Thanks. But I mean, I highly recommend this film. I'll, um, when it drops, maybe we could get Isaac back on here. I don't know. We'll bring Tom on to talk about it or something, but. Uh, I'll definitely let people know. And goddamn, man, for a fucking like indie project, this shit is like, I want to know how they got that location. Like, how have more people not shot there? Also, Sam mentioned he thinks that the pale horse was shot there. You remember that movie? The pale door. The pale door. Yeah. You remember? And I told oh, Sam. I remember. I went, oh, I fucking hated that movie. And he went, really? I kind of liked it. Why? I know, and I was like, Sam, oh my god, I feel like you're a doppelganger. Other than a boy, Pat Haley. I'm so hungry. Yeah, Pat Haley was good. The poster, fantastic. Give me a horror western. Dude, but 
man, I did not like that movie. Wasn't our boy, uh, what's his name in that? Pat Healy? Lou Diamond? Was Lou Diamond Phillips in it? I've been talking about Lou Diamond a lot. No, I don't think he is. I'm looking at IMDb right now. Lou Diamond, yeah. He's not in it? No. Okay. Um, but he will be next week on The Overlook. Yeah, right. Let's get him. <laughs> we could totally get Lou Diamond. He's probably from here. I'd love to talk to Lou Diamond. Um, dude, Blood In, Blood Out. Fantastic film. Uh, La door. Bamba Day? <laughs> La Bamba, too. Uh, the Pale Door? No. No bueno. Um, Town Full of Ghosts? Dude, I, I dug it. And um, yeah, no, I'll keep people updated on it. Again, when, when y'all watch it, keep in mind the mixed media aspect. Because we're doing a little bit of like paranormal activity. Like there's a tease of that. We're doing a lot of uh, directional lighting, which is honestly my favorite thing about found footage. I've come to terms with that. And um, I don't know. I want to talk about this film. So yeah, I'll keep people updated on it. I mean, how many ghosts? How many ghosts would I give it? Mm-hmm. Who, three and a half? Four? Three and a half ghosts? I think I'll do three and a half. Yeah, because, ah, you know, if they add another 20 minutes where we get to live in that town. Like, here's the thing. Because it's the editor's movie, it's punchy, which normally I like. But man, I, the, the, the town is so haunting. You could have had no narration with just a guy with a camera walking through, and it would have fucking worked. Are you movie. penalizing this film because you wanted it to be longer? Isn't that weird? No, that's incorrect. You it's should weird. not do that. No, I want more. No, that's, do you understand that that's a strength to the film? I, I disagree. No, then you're wrong. You have to watch the film. No, no, no. It's a good thing. No, no, no. It leaves you wanting more. That's a success. The Costanza. No, because I feel like the impact would have been stronger. No. Yeah, I no, feel like it's it not never is. It never. Randy, would you tell this man as a performer yourself? I will not. No, I mean, that is generally <laughs> my uh, preferred way of saying, but I haven't seen the movie, so I don't know. Sometimes you do want more. Dude. You leave him wanting more. No, it's the pacing. Like, imagine it's like Michael Bay shot a haunted house movie. It's like, you know, you need to, like, explore the hallway and kind of let the audience think and, like, scare themselves because, you know, that's the scariest thing. You know, look, you sold me on Michael Bay haunted house because (laughs) when I'm watching haunted house movies, you know, there's not nearly enough car explosions. Oh, my God. And I think he could take care of that. And that wraps up the. (laughs) This concludes the discard. I have to pee. Oh, I forgot to mention that there was a shot of whiskey that appeared out of nowhere. Whiskey and, in the jar? And there's Hell a yeah. dude uh, struggling with alcoholism. And he's just filming it. And it's like, <laughs> you know, it kind of goes out of frame. And then uh, the camera like moves a little bit. And it comes back and there's no liquor in there. It was so much fun having Terrell in the room and just being like, you would have done that. He was like, fuck no. It's like, yeah, you would have. <laughs> if there was just a random shot in this go town. Yeah, you, he would have taken it. Honestly, I think I might have too. Hundred percent. It depends on the mood. If we were out there barbecuing, having a good time, definitely barbecuing in a ghost town. They, uh, there is a well. They are living there, so there is a moment where they have a skillet out and they're frying eggs, dude. It's great. What is what is that? Uh, Pioneer Town in Southern California. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I've never been there. They, they have like a concert venue down there. Um, there's a lot of that. I want to go down out in California. Yeah, there's several ghost towns. I like think Reno's got a bunch. Let's take a ghost town field trip one day. We could. They do overnight tours that you can like. All right, Randy. When we you co- will you come out when airline tickets aren't ten thousand dollars? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Yeah. We'll explore Dude, ghost town. He just bought a house. He could afford it. 
Fucking David Lynch flies out here every week. No, it's actually the opposite. I can't afford it now because I bought a house. Oh, my it's true. God. He sold all his Bitcoin. He sold his Doge. Well, hopefully he did because uh, Bitcoin dipped. I mean, it's back at 30 last time I checked. I know. So. Randy, I'm, Randy, I don't give into fucking FUD, dude. What was, what was that stock that went from $100 to $1 and then down to one cent? <laughs> AMC. I no, I don't know. <laughs> no. Movie pass. It was um, my CFO mentioned it. I gotta find it. What is it? <laughs> Luna. Oh, that's dude. That's a uh, that's a token. Yeah, Luna went from a hundred dollars to one dollar. Yeah. Then it fell another ninety nine percent from one dollar to one cent, all in a week. Yeah. Welcome to crypto. Again, if you get into crypto and you don't know how volatile it is, you you got to learn those hard lessons. Just don't kill yourself. Yeah, Somebody I, did. Because the lesson <laughs> is, if an asset falls ninety nine percent, it can still fall another ninety nine percent. No, no. Here's here's the message board uh, positive um, advice. You only lose money when you sell. <laughs> what are you, the Winklevi now? Hey, I hey, I've ridden this roller coaster before. I've been up forty thousand dollars, back down to negative. So I've been there, done that. Why didn't you sell out at forty? Oh well, I mean, hindsight is always twenty twenty, my friend. I would have sold yeah. out at forty dollars. Well, here's the thing: you get the little greed monster in you, and you're like, "Dude, we've come up forty grand. We could go further." Did, did you hear about the Kentucky Derby winner? Yeah, eighty to one long shot. Oh yeah, you put in a hundred dollars on that bet, you would have won eight grand. What is the uh, PC term for people that ride horses and races? We can't call they're, them midgets anymore, right? Oh my god, they're jockeys, you dick. Ah. What about Muppet? <laughs> Mu- Muppet is a, a British slang term you for heard, like an idiot. You heard that guy got Ken Boned, right? Do you know Ken Bone? I know Ken. Yes, people have called me Ken Bone since Ken Bone came out into the Okay, well, you know how Ken Bone was like, everybody loved him, and then they looked at his Twitter and they hated him? Yeah, that jockey had the same problem. He said some shit about how Kamala Harris like used oral as a way to get in the office. <laughs> <laughs> Good for her. Yeah, I'm more I'm of a Ken so... Burns guy. Okay, I'm a Ken Jennings guy. I'm more of a nice. Mr. Burns guy. Oksana, that was the only guy I knew. <laughs> you only oh, got yeah. one guy. Okay, one. that's right. Oh, screeching halt, <laughs> Osachi. Come on, up your yes and game. Also, you know, as being the best at it, clearly in this room, uh, <laughs> do not go back to episode two ninety nine or earlier. Where I was didn't even understand the concept, dude. I wish you know we had recordings post podcast where Clark would just be like, "Fucking trying to joke with you guys is like jumping hurdles in a, a triathlon or so." What did you say? Oh yeah, no, we got we've gotten much better. Yeah, y'all, let me rephrase. Y'all've gotten much better. That's <laughs> true. Thank yeah. you. And you've gotten worse as you're watching a baseball game. I'm not because because our fucking internet's terrible. <laughs> That's why our connection was bad. No, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. I hadn't done that at that time. Thank you very much. Were you ordering groceries? (laughs) Correct. Okay. Checking your lotto number? Oh, look at this little cupcake. It looks like a little uh, Chewbacca. Are you about to leave? I have to pee. Okay. All right. Well, can you throw it to Randy before you do? Randy Michael. Yes, sir. What's been going on this week, son? How many many movies you watch? I think just two. films. (laughs) Okay. I think I've only seen two, which I watched in the uh, since Friday and then this morning. Any theatrical um, releases? Yes, I saw a movie last night at the Plaza Theater. 
Oh, we've heard of our boy Christian. Oh, Great dude. theater. Hey, wait, we should make a segment called Round of Applause. <laughs> nice. And I'm out. <laughs> I don't hate that. So I finally got to see a movie that I've been waiting for for a while uh, called Memoria, which is only playing in theaters. Uh, no VOD release. Uh, and it is not allegedly going to be released on like DVD or Blu-ray. Um, so it's doing a tour of cities. Their original plan was to only be in one city at a time, Damn. but I think they've opened that up. So it's playing, I think like, I don't know, 10 cities across the country right now. Um, yes, yeah, so it's a, it's a movie that played, you know, a bunch of film festivals and it is directed by, you're going to, uh, this is the name that you guys liked that I said. A Pichapong Warasethical. Good job. Also known as, he goes by Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah, Uncle Joe. So uh, yeah, this is his new movie. Um, I've seen Cemetery of Splendor, which he did uh, maybe like five, six years ago. And then uh, Uncle Boon Me, who can recall his past lives. Mm-hmm. He is a uh, filmmaker from Thailand who has very immersive, like meditative movies um, with generally without any sort of uh, professional actors, but Memoria uh, features Tilda Swinton as the main character. His first time working outside of Thailand, I believe this takes place in uh, Colombia, in Bogota. Um, and yeah, so essentially the the plot of this movie really is that it starts and Tilda Swinton is sleeping in her apartment, whatever. And she hears this very loud, uh, like boom, like a thud. Boom me. And, uh, yeah, uncle boom me. And, uh, she is awoken and, um, she doesn't know what, what the sound is or where it came from. And so she starts trying to, uh, research what it is or what she's hearing and realizes that nobody hears it except for her. She goes to like a sound engineer to see if they could recreate the sound with just like, you know, stuff that he has in a library and kind of like fucking with like the, uh, the bass and stuff like that. And, uh, see, so she's essentially just haunted by this, this weird sound that only she can hear. And she's kind of just on like a, a journey to try to find out what it is. And it's kind of, uh, driving her crazy. She's not really sleeping. Um, yeah. And so she, she like visits this like archaeology site, like our, her sister's uh, archaeologist. Um, and it's very, uh, like I said about his other movies, it's very deliberately paced, um, very like beautiful compositions. The camera, I don't believe ever really like moves. Um, they're just, it's on sticks, as Trisati would say. <laughs> um, and yeah, there's, you know, very long shots and very long scenes, but, um, I don't know. I really love his sound design. This is the first movie of his that I've seen in a theater too. And, you know, with the thud that she hears, um, especially the first time it plays, it's like almost jarring. Um, and then there's a lot of just very immersive, like sounds of just like nature and like rain, uh, and stuff. So it's, it's a very, uh, transportive, uh, experience. Um, if you're into stuff like sort of slow cinema, Tarkovsky type of, movies or if you've seen other movies from him i think you would really dig it this is definitely his most accessible which is still saying a lot um yeah i don't know i loved it but um 
That was weird. Heard a word sound. Um, speaking <laughs> of which, um, but yeah, there's a there's a scene at the end that that raises probably a good uh good half star for me. Um, I won't ruin it in case anybody wants to see it who hasn't seen it yet. But uh, pussy, yeah, it's great. Here's the thing: I don't care about anything you just said. Uh, past yeah. the point of the limited theatrical release. I uh-huh. believe um, when we went to go watch, uh, can you do the Iron Maiden theme, Clark? Multiverse of Madness. When we went to go watch that movie, I believe one of the trailers threatened us with only in theaters. And I remember oh, that emphasis. Yeah. W- which one is it? Oh, it was uh, Brad Pitt. Yeah, Bullet Train. Bullet Train, uh, dude. Yeah, that looks kind of yeah. fun. Dude, Bullet Train oh, is gonna be sick bullet train was making me also fucking cringe 30 minutes of previews and commercials also when did they start using previews that now because beforehand we had a clear separation yeah of church and state <laughs> between commercials and the coming attractions yeah now we have commercials in the middle of the previews i do not like this i'm against it and i hate it and I am writing my congressman as we speak. Yeah, it's funny, too, because when uh, Clark was in there clearly visibly angry at all these the mixture of commercial and trailer, I couldn't help but mention we wouldn't even be here by now if we were on our time. We would have shown up 15 minutes to 20 minutes past the start time of the movie <laughs> and uh, arrived. Right I don't now. I don't like walking into an already dark I, theater. I get it. And when it's yeah. full too, you I, feel like I just it, it, I I just I I get it. Yeah. But I I truly hate that. No, I'm I get it. Yeah. So, I I couldn't help but be like, dude, we wouldn't. And in a full theater. And it was fucking it was pretty full. Um, but yeah, I I'm super curious about the like we demand you see this movie now because we're leaving your town in a week. Like Yeah. I don't know, man, I'm into it because I think I am a product of being too wishy-washy where there are movies I really want to watch again, even like we're all going to the world fair. I really wanted to watch it in the theater, but I didn't. And it's that like, I'll catch it next week where I I do kind of want to catch Memoria again. So I might try to before it leaves. Um, The one bad experience of watching this movie, because there is so much, like cinematic stillness and like silence in the movie. You can hear everything that anyone else is doing in the movie. And there was oh, an older boy. gentleman about two rows in front of me to the right. Farting. Um, no, he sounded like he probably had COVID and was like coughing the entire time. <laughs> Randy, don't hey, project mother- your paranoia. Motherfuckers on the old man. can cough without having COVID. He probably smoked his whole life like Clark and had his lung hanging on by a thread. Yeah. My brother. He didn't sound great. I'll say that much. It sounded, uh, I don't know. I probably wouldn't have been in a movie if I felt the way that I feel like he sounded, but hey. <laughs> here's, do you remember when don't breathe came out? Sure. And, uh, our boy, uh, that's Fede Alvarez, right? Mm-hmm. He was talking about how the, an audience in the theater kind of takes for granted what true silence is. And he's like, I'm going to show you what that is in this movie. And I remember thinking, what the fuck are you talking about? But when you drop out like ambient room noise, yeah. oh my god! Like if you're a if you bring a popcorn fiend to the theater like I do, it gets a little awkward because you hear every goddamn kernel, every cr- mm-hmm. she takes salt out of her purse. During to- the second one, I choked. 
<laughs> oh, it wasn't during Don't Breathe. It was uh, oh god, AQPP two. I think. Oh AQPP2. shit! Quiet Place two. Oh, with John Krasinski from Doctor Strange. My favorite. <laughs> um, yeah, I because uh, I'm guilty of it too. I'd be chewing, and then the sound would drop, and I would stop because I am a fucking prisoner of polite society, and I would be like, oh my Same. god, I don't. Unlike Randy's grandpa, who was hacking up a lung during the movie. Does everyone <laughs> like John Krasinski? I feel like you kind of have to. Like he's just a, yeah, seems he's like fine. a nice guy. I kind of resent him. Why? Uh, because of his of, niceness. Because of The Office. The Office is one of the most successful television shows in the history of the world. Yeah, but also I feel like he's playing uh, the Tom Hanks role when in real life that that ain't who he is. Like Tom Hanks, I fully buy the illusion. Like he's probably a terrible person too, but I. I Why well, his son is awesome. You know what I think it is. Me father Tom Hanks. <laughs> the thing with John, uh, I think Krasinski, he's too tall. He's too. He's too. He's like slightly too good looking. As a, as and a too gentleman tall. who's five foot four, everyone's too tall. Hey, I'm like <laughs> two inches taller than you, so I feel it. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't trust him. He needs to lose like eight inches, and then he's probably what six two. Eyes of tall. blue. I don't know. I don't. I don't like him with the beard. To lose the beard, he needs to take like a. I like the beard. He's got to go half step effeminate. He has a beard, and the beard's name is Emily Blunt. Oh, Thank you, <laughs> John Krasinski's gay. <laughs> John Krasinski from Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Yes. All right, Randy, back to you. So yeah, Memoria. It's great. Loved it. Memoria. No, I would have went Memoria. Memoria. Nice. Plaza. <laughs> Go. Saw another really good movie this morning. I'll be the judge of that. It's been a good week. I saw <laughs> The Innocence, which is on uh, VOD right now. I think it's Wait, like a. Randy, you saw, you saw the what? Innocence. Come on. Give me a little Inya. Me? <laughs> <laughs> God, both of you have terrible instincts. I just you were the one singing Enya earlier, so I figured it was for Russell. No, I was setting it up for you. You're the one no. driving this train. You're driving the weekday work train, dude. <laughs> I told you I don't really know Enya. <laughs> or how to drive. Everyone a train. knows Enya, dude. If you've been in an elevator, you know Enya. Can you give us a taste? <laughs> Return to innocence. Thank you. Beautiful. Totally the Songs of Innocence is a U2 song, I believe. Or an album. Great album. They should put more of their albums straight onto my iPhone. I would very much appreciate it, actually. Yeah, with like two... That's not a bit. Two unshirted men hugging each other? Did, did you hear they yeah. did like a secret concert in Ukraine? Really? Yeah, in the train station. In a train station, yeah. Did you also hear that one time Bono was at a show and he forgot his favorite hat, and so he mailed <laughs> and he got his hat <laughs> on a plane in business class? That's tight. Dude. Yeah. I just so yeah, but it's true. The Innocence on VOD currently. I think it also played a bunch of festivals last year. Heard good things about it. Checked it on on a VOD this morning after I went on a long walk. Directed by Esco Vogt, who uh, co-wrote the West, the worst person in the world. Oh, I'm out. Which I've also saw recently. It was great. This movie is much different. Uh, the plot of this movie. During the bright Nordic summer, a group of children reveal their dark and mysterious powers when the adults aren't looking. 
Uh, so yeah, you got like four four kids, all very good actors. Um, and yeah, they're uh, I don't know, I don't know where this movie takes place, but uh, somewhere <laughs> that's Nordic. Nordic. <laughs> yeah. So it so is it a Norwegian production based off? I what believe you just so. Okay. Yeah. So it takes um, place in Valhalla. So yeah, you got these uh, these kids hanging out. You find out that uh, they have some some mysterious powers, and um, they start. You know, like uh, you see sometimes uh, kids, you know, met, taking their powers for granted uh, sort of in <laughs> bad ways. Um, there is, I don't generally care for or um, mind having uh, animal cruelty, but if animal cruelty is a thing you don't uh, want to see, uh, I would probably tune out in like the first 20 minutes of this movie. There's some pretty kind of brutal stuff in this movie. Um, but yeah, I also don't want to say too much because I think it has some pretty cool stuff in it. Uh, some pretty cool reveals. And uh, yeah, no, it's really interesting. It is very, not very dark, but it's, it's dark and it's uh, unsettling at times. Um, I don't, I wonder how much like of the movie that the kids have seen or like how much of what they're doing in the movie actually like, I wonder how much like cutting around some of the stuff that they're doing took place. Um, I don't know. It's interesting, but yeah, there's a, a lot of interesting things that happen in this movie. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a, I don't want, like I said, I don't want to say too much cause I don't want to spoil it. It just came out on VOD. Um, but yeah, it's a, it was really solid. It's a, it's a good, good four stars for me. My God, you tap danced around that whole fucking review. <laughs> yeah. Again, a two hour movie. Yeah. Oh, it's two hours. I was going to watch it. <laughs> it's just under two. It's like 157. I don't know, man. I am. Could I break it up in like 30 minute segments? I mean, technically you could break anything up in 30 minute segments, but I think it's well, better if you watch it in full. Memoria was two hours and 15. Could have been three. Oh my God. Would you have liked it more if it was three? No, but I, uh, could have hung out for another 40 minutes. I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm not backing off of that. A town full of ghosts. We need to get some memoria in there. Let us live in the environment. You're an idiot. It's like stalker, man. Imagine if stalker was cut up super like punchy. It's like, dude, you got to explore. Imagine if stalker was watchable. Have you watched Very it? Very watchable. I watched it with you, jerk off. Oh, funny how I forget those details. I had deviled <laughs> eggs. I was there too, yeah. Alamo, it was great. Great screening. And dude, it was beautiful. It felt like five hours, but you know, I'm down for that. The only thing I remember is I had some uh, sweet ass trout deviled eggs. Dude. So wait, what the fuck? You, you literally only saw American Honey because it was three hours long. Okay, no. The way that you package that yeah, I it's remember. Bizarre. We were on break. I'm saying, no, I said for that, it was perfect. It worked for what it no, was. It you, wasn't the only reason why I liked you it. You weren't interested in watching the movie until you heard it was three hours long. You're because, like, oh, that, because it's interesting. Because like you, you see of like, oh, you got Sheila Beef running around selling magazines doing coke off <laughs> assholes. <laughs> I'm like, all right, this is a 90-minute picture. And I'm like, oh, no, it's double that? Okay, something's going on here. Okay. And it intrigued me. That's what I'm saying. But with the innocence, you're like, there ain't much there. It's foreign. <laughs> Too it's much reading. It's a different game. Too much reading. It's a different game. 
Although one could make the, you know, American Honey is like a foreign American film. Well, what about uh, Drive My Car? Didn't you watch that? Still haven't watched it. Okay. Brandon, did you ever watch that? Yeah, I wasn't a huge fan. (laughs) It's fine. Hot take, Randy. Yeah, see, I feel like, yeah. A nut. But see, Petite Maman, dude. Short film. That's 70 minutes, and it's, I mean, chef's kiss. Here's the thing. I think what we're trying to articulate is that the movie should be as long as it needs to be. I think Townfall goes to be long. But do you understand how difficult it is to get to that point? Yeah, but there could be production. And that too. and that is the failure of many films. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So, and holds several films back. So what do you think? We we should overshoot movies and then cut it down to perfect or like storyboard it out? I'm saying team? all movies should be <laughs> twenty two minutes long. <laughs> you know, when a movie's twenty two minutes long, I actually have a hard time jumping into it. Because it's like, that's not enough, and it's too long. Okay. Well, remind me to never book Joe Swanberg okay. on this show. <laughs> All right, Randy, back to you. The, back to that, Randy uh, in the studio. The new Jewel Petrakis short's about 22 minutes long, and it's great. Ah, damn it. Yeah, but, you know, your uh, fantastic recommendation is what sold me on that. Thank you. Also, also Joel- a good recommendation is The Innocence. Back to you. <laughs> you know, I probably will watch it. And... Uh, it's really Joel, good. I think you would dig it. Did you see Joel appreciated your review of that short? Yeah, he also appreciated Clark's joke calling it a medium. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. All right, Randy, anything else? No, sir, that's it. Gerard Carmichael is a comedian. He's been a comedian for quite some time. Gerard Carmichael, he, uh, he kind of caught big. Several years ago, as a young man, he's only 35 years old, but he's lived a fruitful life. Not too, not too long ago, he came out as a homosexual man in his most recent HBO stand-up special, which I have not yet seen. I do like Gerard Carmichael. I've known about him for quite some time. I know he had a show on the national broadcasting company, uh, Russell at the NBC, um, sitcom. I believe, called the Gerard Carmichael Show with the great David Allen Greer. Little dag? Who doesn't like a little dag? You like, you like David Allen Greer. The only little I like is Clark. And the Roxy. <laughs> and the Clark Little Roxy. So, on Friday, which was yesterday, Gerard Carmichael's directorial debut came out called On the Count of Three. A darkly comic feature about two best friends, Val and Kevin, on the last day of their lives. So this is a, um, you know, dark comedy, a black comedy, if you will, not a Medea movie. <laughs> Get it? Black comedy. <laughs> um, fun. Also starring Christopher Abbott, um, who everyone here knows. Christopher Abbott. Let's let's talk about this cat for a minute. Now, Russell, when I was telling you about this film, I told you that uh, he's the guy from. Um, piercing, but he's also from Possessor. Oh, cool! He's also from other thing, Black Bear, Black Bear Diner, Vox Lux, the USA Network television series <laughs> The Sinner, and also America first saw him really in Girls. Thank you very much. The home box office television show. Oh, he was in a most violent year. I mean, look, this guy, you've seen him a lot. And I'll tell you, man, 
anytime this guy shows up, he brings his own little special flair. This is a very interesting actor. He goes for it. And honestly, he's the he is the strongest part of this film for me. Um, you know, they get uh, you know, Carmichael gave him a lot of room, and uh, he he took that room and ran with it. As the majority of the film, he is driving in a jeep, uh, screaming along to the lyrics of "Last Resort" by Papa Roach, um, which they they do a good job of. So essentially, what this film is about is that Christopher Abbott's character tried to kill himself three days ago, and he is in an institution. Gerard Carmichael works at some sort of plant, and he is unhappy with his existence, and they are best friends. And so Gerard Carmichael's character goes to Christopher Abbott's character at the institution, and he breaks him out of the institution. And Gerard Carmichael says, and he takes him off to a location, and Christopher Abbott's character says, where are we, what's going on? He's like, we're going to kill ourselves today. You tried to kill yourself three days ago. I hate my fucking life. I want to kill myself too. We're best friends. Let's kill each other. And they're going to shoot each other in the head. And then at the last second, Christopher Abbott bitches out and says, you know what? Let's do it. At, let's, let's have one more day. Let's do it at the end of the day. Let's have one more good day. And then we'll kill ourselves tonight. And Gerard Carmichael says, okay. A few minutes later, Gerard Carmichael gets a telephone call from his girlfriend, who is now pregnant. And so now gears are turning in Gerard Carmichael's head, but he has not yet told Chris Rabbit's character. Well, Chris Rabbit, he's got some uh, he's got some things on his checklist he needs to do. One of which is go kill Henry Winkler, <laughs> who plays his childhood psychologist who sexually abused him. And uh, Chris Rabbit's character has been in the system his whole life. He's a troubled young man. And he puts all of his blame on Henry Winkler's character. And then also Gerard Carmichael puts a lot of his uh, angst of the world on his father, played by J.B. Smoove. Yeah. So they Hell go yeah. pay him a visit as well. Um, and then there's also a, a, a theme about dirt biking uh, with Lavelle Crawford. <laughs> Lavelle Crawford runs a dirt bike shop, which is great. <laughs> If you know anything about Lavelle Crawford, you know that he's never been anywhere near a dirt bike because <laughs> he's a solid 400 pounds. I love it. Um, and they're actually in Gerard Carmichael's uh, nice Jeep, yellow Jeep. I'd probably say a 2017 Wrangler, I would uh, venture to say. I'd never own one, but they look nice. And Christopher Abbott takes the iPhone and starts playing Last Resort by Papa Roach. And he's like, dude, this is a good suicide song. He's like, <laughs> and Gerard Carmichael's like, look, I don't listen to Alanis Morissette when I go through a breakup. And, I'm, and on my last day of life, I'm not listening to fucking Papa Roach. But then he steals his car and listens to it on his own. It's kind of fun. I didn't love this. Um, look, anytime that you're dealing with suicide, and I, I, I appreciate the effort that was here. Um, and I think that you have to, they end in a, as, a, as much as a positive note as you possibly can at the end of this, but I, I just didn't, I just didn't buy it or really care. Really? It sounds by the funny. End of it. it wasn't as funny as I wanted it to be. Oh, weird. Um, there were some good things in here, but honestly, it just, um, I don't know, it fell kind of short for me and. Tonally, I think that we're 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 dealing a lot 
here and it, it's we don't really successfully get it off the ground because it's we get sort of stuck in this stasis where we're not really committing one way or another. Yeah. What would you rate it? It's a three. Okay. Weird. Dang, I don't know. You came in with this review and I was like, oh man, I can't believe you sold me on this movie. And it's, then now I'm like, I feel like it pulled the it's, rug it's out. It's all right. Me. It's okay. Good <laughs> it's all right. It's okay. It's all Jesus right. loved you. It's okay. Randy, okay. you get that reference? <laughs> so do you want me to go into Carpenter now and then we'll save? Oh, uh, yeah. One? Yeah, whatever. Oh, when are we going to do Crow? We can do it after. So you, okay. We'll go Carpenter, <laughs> Crow. Then I'll do um, the weepy uh, Taiwan movie, and then I'll do the movie with you at the end. We got a long way to go and a short way to get there. Here we go. Wednesday. (laughs) Our beloved friend. Former co-host of this show. The former third chair. Justin Coot. I don't know his middle. What's Justin's middle name? I don't know. Randy? Alcatraz. <laughs> I don't know either, but um, speaking of Justin Coote, uh from Vacaville, California, where Papa Roach is from. Yeah. Actually, oh, yeah, how do we forget that? Suffocation. When we first met Justin, he talked about all the time how they used to play garage shows together. It was his proudest humble brag. Even, <laughs> even though I've known Justin for a while, he's done much cooler things than know that dude. Take my money. <laughs> um... Coot came over, wanted to watch a little movie. Now, from the original intent of this rendezvous, Mr. Coot was supposed to procure (laughs) said film, correct? Yeah, he was going to bring something. Well, he can't. He the only thing he did bring us was his wonderful presence. Yeah. <laughs> so then, the responsibility of finding a movie fell on the shoulders of one Russell John the Fisherman. He always does. Who scrambled around like a nervous child looking for their parents in a mall? Well, it's got to be perfect. I'm trying to curate for the audience who I know personally, which included uh, three of my favorite people on the planet, and I'm like, oh boy, it's a lot of pressure. Well, then we were going to like, oh, get your computer hooked up. We got to go to Shutter, but we got to go through 19 channels to hook up Shutter on the projector, apparently. But then, then, ladies and gentlemen, the eyes of one Russell John the Fisherman ventured over to the northeastern corner of our living room where he found a box full of VHS tapes that was gifted to him as a birthday present from the great Birdman, Charlie. My favorite NBA player. And then, Russell, you pulled out what I'm going to say is the secret weapon of that box. The Carpenter. <laughs> starring Wings Hauser. Now, to um, my surprise, Wings Hauser, this is a blind spot for one Justin Coop. Yeah, weird. So this was an education. This was an educational film that we showed. Because... You and I were fans of the Wingshauser. You brought me into the Wingshauser universe, something that I am eternally grateful for. And now we were able to do the same to our dear friend Justin Coop. And I think he's entrenched. Oh yeah. In the Wingshauser. Dude, domain. just wait till he watches Vice Squad. He watched he watched, let's call it twenty minutes of this, and he wanted to do a Wingshauser movie yeah. marathon. Pale Blood, another one of my new favorites. Um, oh, have you seen Bullets and Champagne? No. We gotta watch that. I've only dipped my toes or into the wings. Bones. I've only, uh, okay, okay. yeah. No, so 
the film is about a couple who's kind of on the rocks and uh, the female counterpart in this couple might be having a mental breakdown. We don't know. We kind of show up in the movie and she's already Jack Nicholson in The Shining. A little she, bit. She's already crazy. And we, we deal a little bit with them. Also, it turns out they are renovating their house and they have a large crew of 80 uh, slackers <laughs> who constantly are taking smoke breaks. And it's very confusing. The foreman of that group uh, just has no authority. They don't listen to him. And um, you don't know. We have a unreliable narrator here with our uh, female lead. Uh, who was the lead? Is it Lean? Leanne Adams over here. I don't know. I, you had it pulled up. I was wondering if you knew. Anyway, yeah, she, uh, she's, you know, we can't really trust her. So one night when she goes down and she hears uh, sounds of tools working <laughs> in the wee hours of the night, she goes down and sees a dude uh, with a, what, a, like a bandsaw cutting wood. And she's like, what the hell are you doing here? And uh, it's wings. And he's like, job ain't done till it's done and she's like one this is shocking because none of the other construction workers have worked at all and this guy's the lone wolf getting it done and instantly we already know what this movie's kind of set up to be and, and it's like okay is he a ghost is he just uh are we fight club right here is she just like breaking into two and um you know that's that's my synopsis for this film here's what imdb wrote about this movie a mad woman and her cheating husband hire men to fix up their new house. Mysterious carpenter Ed becomes her guardian angel, but he is actually an executed killer whose spirit has returned to finish the dream house he once started. That's a loaded fucking Was he <laughs> ever introduced as Ed? I don't think so. But if you're familiar with the movie Evil Ed, the, the cover of the carpenter is giving me a it's making me nostalgic for it. Um so we were talking over this movie. One of the problems when you get like a fucking wild man who played Ramrod beautifully in Vice Squad, Wings Hauser, you kind of expect high energy. Yet this movie, even though it's got all that weird genre shit going on, we spend very little time looking into any of that. It's a lot of the wife walking around town, kind of lethargic, her having a bad relationship with her husband, who's a professor at school. And of course, he's hooking up with one of the, the students. It's super un who dresses like a street walking whore. Yeah. And on top of that, it's like she's clearly not into him. Where normally, you know, it's like a student is smitten with their teacher, which is like a huge violation of that relationship, the mentor student relationship. This she's not interested in him at all. She dressed like a 1980s prostitute. Oh, one of my favorite moments is they're in a hotel. He's buttoning up his shirt because we don't get to see any lewd sex either. Good job. Like, what are we here for? And uh, she goes, Hey, I'm pregnant. <laughs> And he's like, damn it. And both of them are so uninterested in each other. You wonder why they're even there. And that's most of the movie. But every now and then we get Wings Hauser, who's clearly channeling Beetlejuice in his performance. There's a great scene where um, he's outside doing eight different jobs. But it's a uh, cut, reverse cut of uh, the um, lethargic, psychotic wife talking to wings who at this point we don't know if he's just a serial killer who supposedly died i don't know where that backstory came from i think at one point a cop shows up and kind of budges in like he just rudely breaks into like their kitchen and demands some like drink yeah there was some poorly constructed um exposition yeah, that we missed somewhere. we missed it we were talking and 
I mean, we missed that little bit, and now we have no idea who Wings is. And uh, so she's outside talking to him while he's, like, chopping wood. And then it will cut to her, and she's kind of, she'll say something, cuts back to him. Now he's, like, drilling a hole in something. Now go to her, then we'll cut back to him. Now he's sanding a door. And it's, like, all this equipment and things that weren't there three seconds ago. So we're like, oh, it's fucking Beetlejuice. Or he's, like, a zany ghost. Um... Now, this movie also has the thing where she, clearly she's the most attractive woman on this planet as every man succumbs to her seduction. And uh, when she turns them down, they just straight up are like, yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to take it. <laughs> and then he'll come in. And the first violence we see in this movie, um, our, our buddy Wings has a uh, electric saw, I believe, and uh, or it's a skill saw. And he just comes in and he's like, can't let you do that, dude. And chops the guy's arm off. And it's in, in, in one like <laughs> swift motion. Very quick. There was no build up to no, it whatsoever. <laughs> and then it's straight up Monty Python. Town. And the dude's standing there. It's he's straight up the black knight. And he's just like, oh my arm. And then Wings uh grabs the other arm off. And it is it is the worst example of uh my arms totally aren't in my shirt. Dude. It was like, dude, you could <laughs> I mean in it is so clear he's got his arms folded underneath that giant like 5x t-shirt but here's the thing there it's not like self-aware because the dude was like Ooh! oh yeah like, no. he's acting it just looks bad but it also looked i mean this is what i wanted yes but it took forever to get there well it took a while and then we get there and it's like bam it's just like it happens and then we move on and then that's the whole movie um if if you're on the fence about this one there is a this is an interesting genre film. Like if you're like a, a fucking horror fan and you like seeing what different people do, this is essentially a haunted house movie where a serial killer is tied to the house. And the only way you can hurt him is by damaging the house. So he's literally a ghost that is doing home repairs at night. The only reason um, we, we shouldn't like him is I guess he's killing people, but everybody he kills in this movie is arguably a bad person. So I feel like there there could have been a happy medium here where they she just lived with them and he does repairs all the time. I mean, it is kind of annoying that he does it at 2 a.m. But uh, yeah. otherwise, I mean, I feel like they could have worked it out. Um, there's a hilarious uh, the the third act when our lead and her best her sister figure out how to hurt house, how the they you hurt house by hurting the house. Uh it's it's incredible. They both get hammers and they're like hitting the walls with them. I mean, I think I rated this movie a three on Letterboxd. Why? Just because it's sleepy. And I think if you weren't in a group like we were, I don't I don't know. You would watch this again. Not alone. It's a yeah. it's a three and a half. Three you and know, a half. I'm wrong there. Yeah, I, sh wrong. I should have done three. I should have done three and a half because no, this is clearly a five star film. Um, did you rate it? <laughs> I don't rate things, dude. Okay. Oksana? I haven't yet. No. Oh, what do you think? You got anything to add? We miss anything here? Um, just that it's on Tubi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, it? it is on Tubi? It is, yeah. Oh. All right, there you go. Now you don't even have to have a VCR and a VHS tape. It is a little sleepy, but boy, is it fun. And you Wings, man. Wings is great. Again, if we had a Discord, maybe this is a thing we could watch on I there. Yeah, I think three and a half. Dude, honestly, we could rip the VHS tape and like stream it on it. Hey, I'm just saying. Wings is a cooler Gary Busey. Yeah, I agree. 
I totally. I I was gonna argue, but I I didn't actually fully comprehend what you said. I, I thought you were saying you like Gary Busey I know. more. You you default to disagreeing. Well, I mean, I think it makes for a better podcast. Uh, no, you're just a contrarian. No, no, because when we turn off the mics, dude, we're just hugging, hanging out all day. It's there's rainbows coming out of the house. <laughs> Unicorns frolic through here. They eat the daisies that are growing out of the walls. Just smiling and jerking. Dude, we only get pure water out of our tap. It's a, it's a utopia. Is it my turn now? I can't. Well, we got, we got, no, we, for Oksana's birthday. All right. Yeah, I, I could do it. You want me to do it? Do it. All right. So on Oksana's birthday, on my birthday, we knew what we were doing. Uh, we fucking scheduled a film fest on it. So I didn't really have any choice. Um, we were invaded by a, a rowboat full of Vikings who decided that uh, I needed to celebrate my birthday, too. It was fantastic. I passed out on a table and woke up with pictures of me. Somehow my phone took it. Anyway, I wanted to kind of, you know, maybe recreate that for Oksana. She saw this coming a mile away and decided she was going to hold out on what she wanted to do till the day of. And, you know, when you do that, you're kind of left with the last option put on the table. And all I had been pitching was that we fucking finally watch Crow 4 the way it was meant to be. I hadn't seen the film in probably 15 years or since we went to fucking Comic-Con when they were releasing it. And But, Oksana, you had seen the film, correct? Yeah, I feel like I watched it with him. I don't think so. I think uh, it was... But, I mean, to be fair, I also didn't remember most of this movie. I remembered, like, two scenes. Wait, hey, I'm sorry. Did you say, to be fair? Thank <laughs> you. Hey, to be fair... New uh, segment... Um, I apparently didn't remember most of the movie either. And I feel like I did a great job of pitching this bitch. I, uh, I remembered a couple things. I remember Eddie Furlong out of shape, Eddie. I remembered, uh, Boreanis playing a sadistic possessed man. Now you say out of shape, Eddie, he looked okay. He I did. Know. He had a double chin. He, he, was, had a, he had a little bit of a double chin. He was LA fat. He was LA fat that, you know, and I did oversell that. <laughs> yeah. So if you're looking for a plump Eddie, Dude, I was I was expecting Jonah Hill, Eddie. For yeah, a long you know, year. go watch Night of the Demons, the remake. Shout out to Jonah. Hill. We we got a plump Eddie in there. This one was L.A. Fatted. Definitely should not be playing a superhero who wears L.A. Uh, Fatty. <laughs> uh, we have a Tara Reid in this movie. These are the things I remembered. I remember Danny Tara Reid looked pretty good. She did. This was probably her plateau. She still can't act. She still can't act. Hey, that I agree. Uh, you know what? I think Tara Reid's a star. Now here's the thing: I did forget. A Sloan from Entourage. A Sloan, yes. Uh, how could I have forgotten? <laughs> Who is Persian and plays Native American. Well, okay. You know what? Let's do this. Um, IMDb uh, synopsis. On his way to becoming an immortal demon, a gang leader orchestrates the murder of an ex-con and his girlfriend. <laughs> that's a g- is killing it. With the <clears throat> Dude, that's a good pitch. IMDb, you fucking rule. Here's the thing I forgot. The style of the goddamn film. We are doing some Ugh. we are doing some low hanging fruit Tarantino copying here. And I'm talking where we get characters introduced on screen, freeze frame, and then we get like the rebel. Except here's the thing. We're doing the four horsemen. And uh the four horsemen, uh two of the dudes I don't know. Um one of them's David Boreanis. He plays Death. Oh, we'll get to him. And my favorite is Famine, played by legendary MMA fighter, Tito Ortiz. Tito Ortiz. <laughs> How did I fucking forget he was in this movie? Dude. And it's... Let me tell you something. He tried. He wasn't... He wasn't bad. He's just Tito Ortiz. So 
Yeah. He's also got weird proportions. Yeah. He's a weird one to look at. Yeah. This film is what you want. Like when we throw on a movie like The Carpenter, I always say the way to make a movie that's disconnected and entertaining is just keep the new ideas coming. It's got to be fresh because if it gets stale, then we're going to tune out. Hey, The Crow 4 did it. It's constantly evolving in the weirdest fucking ways. And um, I mean, probably the, the cringiest part of this movie is just the beginning where they're introing everybody. Everybody. So the four horsemen, you know, they're the, the riders of death. They, they ride horses. So in this movie, it's like, well, maybe we don't do horses. Maybe they all have like muscle cars and we paint famine on the side of it. And we only see the muscle cars for one scene. Yeah, they were rented and for a day. <laughs> I don't think they drive them. Dude. And if they do, they're doing donuts in the desert. And, you know, fucking Eddie. God, when he dons the makeup, it is like, how did they, how did they get on screen? It looks so bad. It looks like uh, you just learned about ICP and you had to make it to the gathering. So you stopped by a Walgreens and you're like, hey, this is the best I could do. Except it's the crow. Dude, it's oh. he's also a very interesting actor. Because in this, I always he makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> he's weird. There's something unsettling a- about him. It- it- it's now his character is a loose cannon, mm-hmm. and that is permeated throughout the whole story. Where I'm like, I don't know what this dude is gonna do now. Yeah, and he's got the air, like, you know, one of the things I loved about the Batman was when Batman was Bruce Wayne out of the costume, he felt- Wait, what? He felt incredibly vulnerable. And uh, Eddie feels incredibly vulnerable this whole fucking movie. Yeah. Yet he's talking shit. Also, there's like a plot in this film I forgot about that's almost like, um, uh, what is the Polanski film? The uh, Chinatown, where it's kind of got this like, there's like a- there's a small town corporate feud between like the left and the right side of the road. And I'm not talking about politics. I mean, literally like the other side of the road, there's like a plant that's mining toxic waste or something. We got a little bit of a Tim Burton takeover here where it's like the sets are all crazy. We have Raven. Also, it's almost like they don't know it's the crow. Everything in here is Raven. There's like Raven. So many Raven it jokes. feels like I was talking to Terrell about this movie. It feels like they repurposed something and just like made it fit into a crow movie. I don't know. I mean, the crow is such a part of it, though. Like unless they had another weird leather, black leather trench coat. Uh, unless they were going to cast Sting for this movie. I don't understand what it could have been other than a crow film. But could your could your average Joe call the difference between a crow and a raven i don't know if i could call i don't know well i think uh ravens are a little bit bigger are right they? i don't I, honestly i don't know but i just mean like literally like they called it raven con or yeah. whatever it's like and then they had a bunch of he literally says quote the raven nevermore fucker he does. like that's a line in the movie it is <laughs> and ample opportunity for a cameo appearance from wwe's raven Dude, and we I got nothing. Honestly, Sting, if he was going to if they're going to reboot The Crow and they did uh, Make Sting. Yeah, dude, I would be dude, how completely old is Sting in, oh, I don't probably pretty old. 70. Um, Oksana, do you want to do me a favor? Can you look up like quotes from this movie on IMDb? I'm sure we could we could pull some interesting stuff out of there. Anyway, there was one person who I kept 
Sane did an incredible job in this film. And the audience started turning on me. I think they started thinking I was lying when I mentioned a, the one and only Dennis Hopper would make an appearance. Now, we go to a church, <laughs> the satanic church of partying or something, something like literally like if if they called it the satanic church of partying, uh, that could be in the script. And I would believe you. Yeah, that's the kind of writing we're dealing with. And uh, I just got to ask, Clark, did Dennis Hopper disappoint? I am still wildly confused <laughs> as to what we watched concerning Dennis Hopper. Randy, I know, I know you love a D hop and, but I'm going to tell you, this is like, you know what, you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of Dennis Hopper in super Mario brothers. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. We kind of get that except he's saying daddy. O a lot. Well, yeah, he got like a hip hop dude. He's clean, doing a yeah. total hip hop thing. I don't know what's happening. You know what it is? It's like Dennis Hopper in Blue Velvet, except they tried to like update it. Like instead of like PBR, what, what's the line? God, I don't even remember. It's been a minute. Paps, Blue, but Ribbon, Heineken, fuck that shit. Yeah. In this movie, he's like, kiss the book, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, referring to the Bible and uh, saying that to Tara Reid, where if you're not into that, don't bother watching The Crow because this movie, dude. There's a moment where um, if you're a fan of the crow lore, if you kill the actual, if his familiar, the crow, that's how you hurt. Uh, what's his name? Draven. What the fuck is the crow's original? Who cares? Jimmy Cuervo? In this movie, his name is Jimmy Cuervo. Jimmy Cuervo. Played by Eddie Furlong. No, but the original crow, the one that people like. Anyway, <laughs> so his raven gets fucking killed. And the only way to bring it back is we get, you know, some authentic Native Americans to do a resurrect the bird dance around him. Except this authentic Native American is just a shirtless Danny Trejo. <laughs> In the most unflattering day. Dude. Da- <laughs> Dude. Dude, that's a gif. That, I've never wanted a gif more. We got a low camera that. angle looking up at this man in slow motion, jiggling around a dead bird. It's fuck, Dude. Hey, um... Uh, Jake, uh, our buddy over at the uh, programming for the Alamo currently. Uh, can we get a Crow 4 Terror Tuesday? Oh, Let's yeah. Let's shoot him an email. <laughs> 100%. You know, there's some movies that are meant for Discord, and there are other movies that we just got to get some fucking normies off the street and well, uh, just give them a dose of Dennis Hopper like they never had before. All right. Well, I feel like you're closing the book on the, the satanic book on the Crow 4, and we can't do that without talking about Boreanis, Boreanis. Oh, yeah. Boreanis. It's his movie. And not he, in a good way. <laughs> man. All right. So we'll, 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 we won't even talk about him in the first two acts because it is his movie. Yes, he breaks out of prison. Yes, it's confusing how all that happens. It's kind of boring, too, it's though. It's boring yeah. and confusing. There are some terrible, terrible cuts here. But boy, when the third act happens and he becomes, you know, a god. At this point, yeah, essentially, Satan. he becomes yeah. Satan. Actually, on the International Movie Database website, he is listed as Satan. <laughs> That's he has three. He has three credits. Oh, he does. One of which is Satan. Randy, when he turns into Satan, he one hundred percent starts doing a Jim Carrey impersonation, <laughs> and it is confusing. You know, startling unsettling and almost entertaining you know i I, you know (laughs) so you're right he does have three credits 
Luke Crash, Death, and Satan. Now, Death is the one that is kind of boring. He's doing that like, I'm a supervillain and I'm sadistic. I don't care. I'll kill anybody because I have no soul or morality compass. It's very boring. But Luke Crash, there's a flashback where him and Eddie Furlong were in the clink together. Oh, my God. And it's almost like they're like picking up garbage on the highway, except they're both sitting down, taking a break, and their, their jumpers are like halfway down, and they're having like a bro talk. They look so unconvincing as friends, dude. Like, it doesn't even look like, you know, oh, we're the outcast and PE and we're hanging out, or it's detention in the In that group. particular scene, Eddie Furlong's looks like he's coming off a two-week bender. Of heroin, dude. <laughs> he looks fucking <laughs> terrible. It's so weird. So you know, shout out to the flashback. But you, you, you nailed it. I couldn't articulate on the past weeks what David Boreanaz was doing. You're right. He's Jim Carrey in the mask. He's he's Jim Carrey. It's fucking terrible. He. I mean, it is wild. I mean, I can't. I can't recommend this movie enough. Again, don't watch it alone. You you get gems like Tito Ortiz. Uh, is bringing a dead Eddie Furlong to the to the uh, dump, and they find a, a refrigerator, and he's like, "Whoa, man, that's the fridge my mom used to lock me in," <sighs> and that's just a line that they drop. Dude, it would nobody asked for it. He just he offers that up, and then they're like, "Okay," and they put him in there, and then they throw oh, it in the with that other actor who I still don't know what he was trying to accomplish. Um, was that the one at the Black Moth Bar? Yes. Who again? So what do you think the gimmick at the Black Moth Bar is? Well, it's lit by a bunch of bug zappers who, uh, you know, it's ambiance, but it's also uh, utility because for some reason there are black moths all over the bar. It's pretty good. And this guy is so fucking crazy. He's so goddamn crazy. He eats one of them. Can you believe that? He ate a black moth. <laughs> this movie fucking rules. Were you able to find any quotes on there? On All right, can give us uh, two of your favorite. Well, All right, pick two at random. Someone owes me two lifetimes and a set of perfect blue eyes. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> there is a theme here where Tara Reid is going to steal the Entourage girl's eyes so that she can now um, become a mystic, right? Or like yeah. a shaman or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's one of the things you forget in this movie. All right, give us another one. He'll be your homie now and forevermore. <laughs> oh, that's Dennis Hopper for you. <laughs> I believe that was wedding vows he was uh, saying right there. Oh, All right, one more. I'm, I'm addicted. I'm like Eddie Furlong. So God gave trash like you wings. He never gave me shit, <laughs> fucker. <laughs> oh, Eddie. One of the worst back tattoos of wings I've ever seen in my life in this movie, too. Oh my god. Done in permanent marker. It's like they had a buy two, get one free tattoo sale. I mean, honestly, they made this movie for $14. (laughs) They just paid the act. No, there's no way. There's so much. I feel like they built every goddamn set in this movie. No, that set, they, that, those sets were used in trauma films previously. (laughs) They went to that desert town that they knew. The toxic adventure goes west. God damn, dude. I, Again, I uh, perfect film. I loved it. I uh, can't speak for our whole audience, as I think some people were like, "What the fuck are we doing?" But uh, you know, it wasn't for them. What are you gonna do? I think it played pretty well. It was fantastic. Honestly, if we could get Jake to do this on a Terror Tuesday, I would one hundred percent attend and even host if you let me. 
I don't know if he will after that last uh, stinker I did, though. All right. Do you want to do the thing and then we'll close? Yeah, with the really thing? quick. Um, uh, so right before actually it held up the show as, uh, you know, we're fucking cool. So we make things late. You know, the podcast waste for us. There's nothing cool about lateness. <laughs> okay, shut up, Randy. If I could turn off your damn mic, I would have. <laughs> and um, again, honestly, I apologize. Uh, I asked Oksana, what's the runtime on this movie? She was like 80 minutes. And I'm like, okay, cool. I, th- I said 88. So then when 11 o'clock rolled around, I went, wait, how is this right? There's still 14 minutes. She's like, uh, maybe I didn't check. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that, yeah, that could be a thing. So it was an hour and 40 minutes long. Okay, guys, you have to know. Default. Yeah, I, default. <laughs> me and Randy know you're not going to be on time. No. True. No, you now, had- we, have to put a, we have to play the game, but we know. All right. Well, I'm, I'm glad you guys... Uh, when you come to Thanksgiving dinner, you know what to expect. Um, so we, uh, we went with the hot movie right now, uh, The Sadness. Uh, we got a Taiwanese film that just Can dropped I play on, with sadness? <laughs> that just uh, dropped on Shudder two days ago. Now, I have a, uh, this movie's uh, wildfire. Everybody's watching it and they're loving it. And I'll tell you, it's fantastic. Uh, watch it. What are you, Trump? I loved it. It's a uh, damn it. I can't do a good Trump. I was going to say it's perfect. I don't know. I can't do it. Can you give me? No, me? I can't do it. I can't do it either. Okay. Um, Randy. Randy can I actually can't do, do the it. best Trump. Randy, you, <laughs> you can actually do a pretty decent Trump. I know. I know you said that before and I believe that I have done it, but I don't know where it came from or how to do it again. Can just, you do it? Please just close your just eyes. Give and us a little, just tell it, me how good the sadness is, dude. I saw The Sadness. It was great. Great film. Fantastic film. Best horror film I've ever seen. I don't know. That's 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 not bad. Better than what I wanted. Dude, that's not bad. In fact, you know what? (laughs) Dude. I I appreciate the commitment. Because if we made Oksana do it, we'd still be waiting. (laughs) I read quotes. She did. It was a little like pulling teeth, but you did it. There was also a goop. I mean, you couldn't have failed with quotes from The Crow 4. The quotes 4. Okay, so The Sadness. I have a very different relationship with this film, as I am uh, good friends with uh, special effects uh, master Bill Spataro, Billy, who has been fucking trying to hunt down this film for a year now. He now, I you know, when people get into Hollywood and they're actually making horror movies, there's a trend to stop watching them. Bill is like Eddie Furlong in Heroin. He just needs them. He's constantly watching horror movies. And, uh, you know, hanging out with a dude like Bill makes me feel a little guilty because I'm like, fuck, I do a podcast. I feel like I should be watching this many films. He's been fucking talking about this movie for a year. So when I heard that people were like, oh, dude, did you hear about the sadness? I'm like, wait, it's out. Talk to Bill. Uh, He said, yeah, dude, Shudder got it. And he was pissed because he had just ordered a Blu-ray from like the UK because he was (laughs) so dying to watch this fucking movie. Um. I'll tell you, even with it being hyped for a fucking year, having the trailer sent to me 18 different times by Bill, it's fucking good, man. It's just good. And what I mean is, there's gore, there's a budget here, and we're doing like some hard R shit. Uh, again, on first glance, it looks like a zombie film. Um, zombie films usually end up taking a very heavy like social commentary kind of narrative. This one opens up with uh, my two favorite things, uh, COVID and politics. And it's like, my gut reaction was like, 
fuck? Why? Like, I don't want to do this. And I'm like, well, it is interesting because it felt very like America. Like, there's a, there's a new disease that people don't believe is deadly, and it's an election year. So people are like, it's literally like, I'm like, this is too close to home. I don't want to deal with this shit. And then uh, it's like, well, we're in Taiwan. That's a little weird, like government dissent, right? Because, you know, Republic of China and everything. And the movie, it clearly... Now, this is my take. This isn't a spoiler. But I honestly think the uh, social message of this movie is that, uh, you know, we're the problem. And it's kind of about, like, we're doing kind of a rage thing here where people get infected. And it's not like they die and you become a zombie. But you get, you just change at some point. And um, my theory is that it isn't an illness. Or it is. I think it's one of... um society and i think it's just people splitting and then we become like trolls and here's the thing i think there's an argument to be made that this movie is either taking place within like a video game or the internet and it's kind of like a conduit where the people who are murdering each other are kind of um in a state of like anonymity or it's like it there's a moment in this film that feels straight up like grand theft auto where we're kind of on the street and we're just looking at carnage everywhere and here's the thing. They got the fucking budget to back it up. Beautifully shot. We get a camera that isn't hurrying or like taking too long. So we get that. We get to relate to characters. We get to look at beautifully framed Taiwan. Like, hey, man, it's we're going all over town and it's beautiful. And we also get the fun zombie thing of like every turn. There's like a new encounter. Every scene is in like a new location. New things are evolving. Dude, I fucking I love this movie. It's a fucking, it's, I, am I crazy, Oksana? No. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what else to add to it. I mean, it's just like, it's over the top with its blood a lot of times and like carnage and gore and stuff, but it doesn't, it just, it takes itself seriously. It doesn't make a joke out of it. No. And I think, um, uh, the best way to articulate that is like, it's Tarantino blood spurts at time, but there's no winking to the camera. Winky. And whoops, it's more of like, I took it as like a visual metaphor for we're all dirty here. Like there's a scene on a, um, on a, uh, I want to call it BART, which is Bay Area Rapid Transit, but I know not everybody's from the Bay Area. So subway. it's like the subway. They're on a train. What's the Atlanta version, right? You don't have them. I have no idea. We've talked about it multiple times on this show. Uh, was it taking a pee break? Randy Till. Marta. Oh, Marta. BART's cousin. I forgot. What does Mars stand for, Russell? Uh, many Americans run through all day. <laughs> Damn it. <No. laughs> I lost. I forgot how to Mar-ta. spell it. Marta. Oh, Marta. I don't know. Do you want me to try again? Metropolitan, Atlanta, Rapid Oh, Transit, those are words Florida. I don't understand. Anyway, on the train, um, there's, uh, they, they point out um, what is normally annoying in film that everybody's on their phone and that people aren't connecting. So a dude who's kind of in the wrong, I'll say, in this situation, takes the opportunity to talk to a girl who's reading a book. And, you know, we get a little bit of social commentary here. The, the great thing is that this movie is full of nuance, and nobody's completely right at any time, even our protagonist. And that scene devolves into kind of like early 2000s gore, where it's like, holy fuck. This is what people came to see is like a lot of blood. Kind of what you were saying Hostel didn't deliver on. Yeah. We do it here. It is gross and like 
it's very like adult. There's a lot of um we don't see a lot of like sexual violence in the movie, but they talk about it a lot. No titties. Also, I do want to give a shout out to the Cuphead animation when you guys watch it. It's a little striking because you're like, if the world's collapsing right now, who is ready with that cartoon? Again, I'll leave it at that. Oh, did you know they made a Cuphead TV show? I did. I haven't watched yep. it. I watched one episode. It's for, it's for children. Oh, okay. I like the, the art style. It looks great. How long is it? Oh, like 15 minutes. Okay. That's what I thought. Or so. Um, so again, um, me and Oksana are the only ones who have seen it so far. If either of you end up watching it, I'd like to talk about it more later on. People, people are reaching out to me personally saying. That, that's not bad. That's pretty good. I, I like Randy's more, though. I think if you had more commitment or practice, you'd be better, though. What are you talking about? That was a little Trump there, wasn't it? No. That was Trump. I was not doing Trump at all. It was, though. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, but that was, it came I, across. That. No, I wasn't oh trying to do Trump. Oh, my God. I'm so, doing. You you're infected, dude. This film was funded I'm doing Clark. with a mixture of cryptocurrency and revenue from producers' cam girl business. I dude, yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Well, first, congratulations on being a producer for the first time in the show's history. Oh, so the cartoon played at the beginning was uh, made by the director. Dude. In 2015. Give this guy a fucking Oscar. And give him something better, an award that means something. We got like an Internet Choice Award or something voted best by Twitter. Um, dude, I love it. And I think, you know, I, I use Twitter as a joke, but I think that's the idea here is that, you know, we always hear that like 1% of Twitter is the people posting. And there are 99% of Clarks out there who are just kind of like, you know, agnostic Twitter users just kind of watching. And uh, I don't know. I love this film. Watch it. Uh, if either of you watch it, we can talk about it then. Um, you don't have to post on Twitter to enjoy it. It's yeah, but also, I, I think welcome, it, welcome to Twitter 2.0 with mm-hmm. our Lord and Savior Elon Musk. There we go. It is available on Blu-ray from Ravens. Oh, really? Do they get a good cover? I mean, Crow's Banner. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> good job. I'd pat you on the back if you went across the table. Um, did you guys know that we have a pizza place near here called Cheesus Crust? Are you looking at pizza right now while we're recording? Randy, how much do you hate that as a recovering Christian? <laughs> uh, it's fine with me. Okay. I like the name. It's got a slip cover, and both covers look great. All right. Can you do me a favor and order that right now? Again, if you watch these on YouTube, you can see everything she does, the mouse moving around. Do you prefer slip covers or slip knots? Uh, can I get both? Mm-mm. Am I in high school? Because I would have said slip knots. Oh, we know. Dude, <laughs> that's why we were a match made in heaven. <laughs> I used to have like three Slipknot shirts, dude. All right, dude. Do we still want to cover? Can this? I play with? We're madness? we're going a little long here. I don't know. I mean, it's the biggest movie in the world, and we saw it. Let's just keep it short. Sam Raimi does a great job. I the third act on this thing was incredible. It it's a straight up horror film in Act Three. Yeah, you know, um, I haven't watched the last thirty two Marvel movies, and when this one kicked off. We had our lead characters jumping through a portal, landing on a pillar, floating in uh, in between time and space. And I, f- Clark used to do a bit all the time when I would talk about fantasy movies where you're like, I hate anything with a realm in it. Yeah. I felt like I was meeting you there. Yeah. And the movie, one of the things I hate about like fantasy, like starting, like Lord of the Rings has created a lot of tropes that everybody uses, but. When you when you jump into like The Witcher, you have to get recalibrated to all of their lore. And I feel like it's so selfish to ask a like a new casual fan to be like, 
all right, now remember who the queen is, remember who their son is, because they died a hundred years ago and a dragon was there. Also, that dragon was created by magic from that wizard. Are you are you taking notes? And this movie was like that. And I'm like, what are we doing? Wait, is that girl named America? What have I missed? Like, I felt so fucking confused. Yeah. Except I knew exactly what we were doing. And I'm like, uh, here, here's a little inside um, scoop. I didn't like the first Doctor Strange. I thought it was a three star for me. Yeah. And I really wanted to. Mads Mikkelsen, I like Doctor Strange, a character. I only came to this movie for Sam Raimi. And, uh, dude, I dug it. With a, with a little Bruce Campbell sprinkle. Bruce Campbell, man. Now, I heard this shit that people were like, you don't have to stay for the second end credit. Oh, yeah, you, can you miss do. It. And honestly, that was one of my favorite parts of this movie. It was adorable. Watching Bruce Campbell do uh, physical comedy. Yeah made me so happy he straight up buster keaton in this dude dude it made me incredibly happy and i love the fact that sam raimi has the fucking the heft to just like that's not marvel that's him oh yeah it's like that's my friend and this is our moment and i don't care and people are gonna love it well also i don't know now i'm not in the fucking the esoteric discussions of marvel and what they're gonna do but uh ash versus marvel zombies was a thing so i don't know if there's talk about that or if that's already been ruled out but as somebody who you know just watched this movie for sam raimi i would totally tune in for that and we were uh, teasing it a bunch but i know one of the characters in the marvel zombies was a reed richards who made an appearance in this film by a uh, john krasinski and uh that little bit, like those moments where uh, Scarlet Witch is fucking people up. Dude, I loved it. It was great. Give me that movie. Let's make her the protagonist. She was great. Well, you know, here's what we do with the metaverse. Let's go to one of the verses that nobody likes <laughs> and just let her kill everybody. Yeah. I could hang with I, that. Look, there were parts of this that, w- that made my stomach turn. And, you know, um, there was one terrible part in the movie where I just got up and got a hot dog in the middle you of the movie. You don't want to talk about it? <laughs> no, we don't. Dude, need it to. was hilarious. <laughs> So okay, no, let's tap on, let's touch on it because I'm so removed. So we had a uh, the young Latina girl who's in a um, I, honestly I think it's rad the jean jacket with like the American flag on it. Yeah, and her name is America. That's supposed to be like a Captain America. Thing. I have no oh, idea. That was like the the British Captain America lady. Oh, in the other yeah, yeah. multiverse yeah. No, her I mean her jacket like no, her name's America. America Chavez. If my name was America, I'd be wearing that jacket too. And people call me a Trump supporter and fucking hate me. So. America, <laughs> rah, rah. And then I'd be hanging out with Randy and they're like, oh, that guy does a mean impersonation of Trump. <laughs> um, yeah, but so America. So this is the thing Terrell told me. The internet's been going crazy because so America, who has one, I don't know, spell or mutant ability to, uh, tr- to travel the metaverse at will. They're like, what are you doing? You gave the Latino girl an ability to break through any border. Like, what kind of message are we doing here? Also, she, uh, so we get a little flashback with her, and it turns out she has two mothers who seem like they just walked off a fucking Deep Space Nine or something. And um, she gets stung by a bee. And the thing is, she can't control her ability. So a portal opens up. Because she gets scared. And her, yeah, whenever she's scared, a portal opens up. And her mom's got sucked in it. And there's so much to unpack here, especially when you haven't watched the last 40 Marvel movies. And I, I just looked at Clark and we were both laughing and he just got up and left. And I remember thinking, 
oh wow i hope you don't come back <laughs> that would have been the there funniest. was still an hour left in the movie at least and um if you if you're a fan of the show you know that every time clark leaves a movie we're watching it gets good and he left and the one thing you missed man um scarlet which she does I, I'm, we're not going to get in the minutia of this but she steals a spell out of the dark hold which is the uh lame cousin of the necronomicon and she uses it to dreamwalk which is the only way you can get into another metaverse god i am embarrassed for even saying this shit so uh scarlet witch is possessing herself in another reality where her kids are still alive i didn't watch wandavision i think i did three episodes i thought it was great yeah i just i'm not committed to the lore so she basically we get a little vignette of her haunting herself in a house and it's like a poltergeist is there and i fucking loved it one of the things marvel can do is they they mix up tone and pacing beautifully um and and when we wrap this up the third act i think uh everybody's favorite part of this thing is the reveal that when doctor strange breaks his own morality rule and is going to dreamwalk to uh get at scarlet witch the only version of him in that reality is dead they buried him in a in the fucking roof of a building. And they're like, dude, you can't dreamwalk. You're dead. And he said, who, who said I can't? And he fucking, we get some necromancy. Well, he, he said, yeah. Who says that I have to be alive? Yeah. And, yeah. and then we get zombie strange. Here's dude. the thing. I didn't know what to expect. I know a lot of people complain because in the trailer, they show this, but, um, they barely do. And it's very, yeah, you don't really put two and two together because they show him like being assembled with the, the little ghosts. Okay, the dude. So he didn't have a mantle. He he gets a, a cape of demons. Dude. I fucking loved it. It was honestly one of my favorite things I've seen in a theater this well, year. They I were, had so much fun with that. They channeled uh, Drag Me to Hell, like that tone. Yeah. But then we had um, Cumberbatch doing a Bruce Campbell impersonation. Yeah. And I was like, dude, I make a movie out of that. It was so good. I uh, I genuinely just loved it. That third act was strong honestly the visuals too like, so good like dr strange with like a, a bunch of extra arms yeah I, man i fucking loved it dude that I, demon cape i'm so glad that we gummed up and saw this in a recliner theater oh man <laughs> <laughs> because it was getting a little intense there at brandy times. it's fun honestly i i, yeah. I recommend it i uh, you can have fun with it for sure also we've been talking a lot uh, you know i uh, lamented about isaac needing to extend the length of his movie then Randy watched two movies that are over two hours long. This is a short film for Marvel clocking in at two hours and five minutes. Yeah. I think yeah. it's good. Thanks, Sam. Yeah. I, Hey man, I loved it. Also stay for the fucking second end credit. The first one is horrendous. The first one. I didn't even understand it. Charlize Theron shows up. Yeah, but who the hell is she supposed to be? I don't know, but she does not look good. And here's the thing. I am not some fucking phony fan. I have comic books that I'm trying to get rid of. I have mounds of them. My dad, I talked to him last week. He's like, me and you, we got to get these comics graded. He has fucking boxes of them. I grew up with this shit. And when I saw her come through a fucking portal, I'm like, who's this bitch? What are we doing? <laughs> I don't know. I feel lost. Um, I would totally see a Marvel Zombies movie, though. Oh, yeah. Dude, it was great. All right. I think that's it. All right. Look what happens. We skip an episode and then we come back and we have a four hour long one. What are you going to do? I don't know. I have fun doing Randy, it. Randy, what you got going on today, son? 
Uh, I'm going to head out shortly after this to go have dinner. In a movie? No. But I do want to see Memoria again, I, and you, I cannot get myself excited I to actually... <laughs> I don't know how I did that. Okay, Randy, you're back. No, no movie, just dinner. <laughs> Wait, what the hell? Okay, so... What uh, did you do? Last week, I mentioned that uh, we have a monitor, and I just... I figured out how to make it just Randy, so he's like at the table with us. Well, look, at the bottom of the screen now, there's like a play bar. Look on, look on my screen. I paused him. Like he was like on fucking... A streaming service. I, I but he just went weird. mute because I, I could still see him on mine. He just didn't have any. No, but no. Okay, here, let me do it again. So look up there. Yeah, <laughs> I paused him. I know, but what I'm saying is that I can still see him moving here, but the audio was cut. That's because the audio is going through my computer. Yeah. So don't do that. I dick. I didn't mean to, Randy. I'm sorry. It's like I I mean, click <laughs> my favorite movie, and I hit the pause button on you. Great film. <laughs> All right, we got anything else before we cut loose? All right, Oksana, take us home. <laughs> we'll see you Thursday. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Overlook Hour. And if you would like to hear more, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your podcatcher of choice is. And while you're there, go ahead and give us a rating and or a review, which is a very easy way for you to support this show uh, that we bring to you every week for years now, free of charge. And as always, you can find us on YouTube at The Overlook Theater, Instagram at The Overlook Theater, Facebook at The Overlook Hour, and Twitter at The Overlook Hour. Last but not least, you can send us your emails and tell us how much you like or dislike the show at overlookhour at gmail.com. And if you're nice, maybe we'll uh, read them on the show. I've been your engineer, Randy Stat. Please join me along with Clark, Russell, and Oksana again next time. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>